Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. It's time to look ahead to Liverpool versus Bournemouth. I'm joined by Mr. Chris Pajak. Mr. Ross Chanley and Mr. John Machin as well. What a panel. What a panel. Apart from Ross, you can't talk. So. It's Ben Foster's fault. <laughs> <laughs> 90 minutes caught on a break. <laughs> so Ross hasn't fully recovered. In fact, here's the thing neither has Tom. Tom, pretty much, I guess, the same. Hasn't been able to make it in today, so Ben Foster is to blame for us being a little bit, a little bit worse for wear. Today. Tom, Tom, like he always does when he goes to the game, does not stop mm. as well. So I mean, he was he was incredible last night. Tom put in a good shift. He is, he is, he's a, he's a, he is incredible. Tom is the what the archetypal local fan. Uh, if it's not, it's what it should be. You know, people talk about getting, you know, we need to get more young scouts lads in. Tom, more Toms. I'm not saying that across the board, but we should hold Tom up, put him on a pedestal and say, just watch him, watch how he reacts. In the game, maybe not walking to the match. No. Do you remember when he had that little problem with someone not indicating? Oh, yeah, he, he did. He, he, when he started early, his aggression <laughs> levels were up when someone beat them when he was crossing the road and he flipped on them because um, they didn't indicate, which he was absolutely right to do. Um, but anyway, we digress. Um, Liverpool, Bournemouth, Chris. <sighs> This game, we're in a run of games where it would have been perfect world scenario is to take nine points into Arsenal. Yeah, um, that would have been with it. With them desperately needing to, to need a win against us to be able to for their top four ambitions. As it is, unfortunately, you know we've only taken two points in the last two games. I think it puts a little bit extra pressure on this game um, because you don't want to have to go to the Emirates to get a win. Um, so look, the Reds by hook or by crook need to get back to win and win. Oh, of course they do. And listen, you go into every game needing to win, don't don't yeah. Liverpool? And that's that's what it's about, isn't it for us? But I think you're right. I think there is extra pressure on Klopp and the players in this game particularly. Um, Bournemouth haven't been playing great this season. They've been struggling a little bit. I know <coughs> they've, they've had difficulty scoring and stuff. So I wonder whether we're going to face the Bournemouth that we've seen. In previous years, you were happy to go and play a little bit of football against us, or whether they're going to be a little bit more pragmatic in their approach for this game. Yeah, this is this is the thing, isn't it, Ross? Is that you get this? This happens. Mourinho kind of showed last season when he he parked the bus. He showed a lot of teams how to you know how to get points against Liverpool. You know, Mourinho's done it again this season. So Aldice do it. Pardew's done it. It makes you wonder whether Eddie Howe will. Have a little think about that. Look, Bournemouth don't score goals. I think they've only scored 15 goals in 17 games in the league this season. So they're not likely to cause us mass threat going the other way. And it's whether they think our best chance here is to let see if Liverpool can 
could undo us. Yeah, it's, it's damage limitation for most people. I think it was the same with Huddersfield and Brighton. They set up a, a similar way. Um, but fortunately, we were able to break those two teams down for some reason. Um, I think we are just a bit more on fire. Um, I think that will be the case for Bournemouth. I think a point, even at home for them, is a good point against Liverpool because we should be further up than, than we are. Well, we struggle today. <laughs> I really want to give you a lemsip for the cuddle uh, so badly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 they need... It's pretty close down on the bottom as well, and they need points just as much as we do. And they, I don't think they can afford to gamble going forward and, and risk losing this game. Yeah, I, I watched the um, highlights of their game at Old Trafford last night. They absolutely battered United in yeah. the first half. Absolutely battered them. Should have been two or three goals up before United scored. Um, well, fingers it, crossed. They, they look a much better side than we're talking about at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if he thinks. They got success in the past by attacking Liverpool and going yeah. at us, putting our defence under pressure. It wouldn't surprise me at all if being at home they tried that right. Well, I Good. kind of yeah, exactly. Good. I'm kind of hoping for that to, to, to some extent. I think we're I think we're better set up this year for that, aren't we, Chris? Particularly away from home. The counter attacker, the, the counter attacking from Liverpool. Even those maybe two occasions against West Brom where we counted, we look so dangerous. And if people are going to play. That way, that's how we're going to score goals. I think that's the easiest way for a Liverpool team, this Liverpool team, to score goals and stuff. So, the the, the other factor that we've, we've not spoken about yet is that this will be three games in a week for Bournemouth and a Bournemouth side that aren't used to playing three games in a week. Um, so, I wonder how they're going to be. Obviously, they'll have a game round and about Christmas as well. So, that could become a factor in this game and maybe we'll start to see Klopp's rotation policy actually sort of We'll be fresher than them. We said we said it about uh, the Brighton game the other week as well, didn't we? You know, you enter into a busy period, and our teams, yeah, you know, we're not putting our best team out every week because or, or twice a week because it's not possible. But you know, you're right. We, we are. We've got the massive difference when they're the playing team. when we're, everyone's playing Premier League games midweek. That's when we should be able to yeah. to really sort of capitalise. Absolutely. I think it's the interesting thing to note on them is that um, although they've lost nine games this season, they don't get battered. I think Arsenal beat them 3-0 is the biggest defeat they've suffered along the way. It's 1-0s. Uh, Chelsea, Spurs, Man United, United all, all got 1-0s against them. And, you know, I kind of said this about the West Brom game, is that we're in this spell now where we could do we could just do with... For confidence, it would be nice for us to get back to a 3-4. A uh, <laughs> obviously... But equally, can we get back to the sevens? Because I kind of like the yeah, sevens as well. You know, very pleasant, very pleasant indeed. Agreeable. Um, have we had a one nil win yet this season? We must. Palace. Palace. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think we, I think we, I think we need more one nils. Which is, this sounds a bit counterintuitive, but we can't just have us battering teams or or, or stalemates or whatever. Grind a grinded one nil. Where we where maybe we come under a bit of pressure for the last ten minutes of the game and we hold firm. But I'd I'd like us, I'd like that to be against uh, an Arsenal yeah. or mm. a Chelsea, not a Bournemouth. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's just to dominate. We'll cause no. Yeah, I said okay. You, I, okay, I take your point. That maybe that's a better thing. It would be nice to get through one of these games without having horrendous scares. Um, that's maybe. Let's do that. <laughs> let's just do that instead. Um, couple of. Uh, I mean, there's a load of headaches here, um, Dad, with regards to how we how we line up this team. You'd expect you'd expect five or six changes on on form. <clears throat> Let's talk about a couple of the obvious ones, um, or the ones that that might be a bit contentious. Let's start with the goalkeeper. Um, 
by all accounts, we've had a couple of conflicting reports on it. You know, I think Chris hypothesised that it was a, it was a spot on hypothesis that it makes sense that it made sense to give Carrius a game in midweek, regardless of any injury issues for for Mignolet. But haven't seen him come in and, and seeing that I think that just that he's just a bit better at footy than Mignolet. Is there an argument there that you just think I've seen enough there that Carrius is good enough to be our first just keeper? Bearing in mind that this was the game last season that killed Carrius, um, what, what what would you do with a goalkeeper? I would keep Carrius in. I, I don't. I've never rated Mignolet anyway, and even though I think he's improved, and he's certainly trying desperately to be a goalkeeper who comes off his line and comes out of his box, he does he does things which still frighten the life out of me. Yeah. Um, so I'd rather carry his played. I don't think he will. I think Mignolet will come back in. Yeah, I mean we've seen we've seen that he's got no problem throwing carries in for the game. When mm. he you know he played the Arsenal game at Anfield, kind of out kind of out of the blue as well. And what you don't know whether that's a, maybe a psychological thing because we were told Mignolet had, had a bit of an injury, but he was fit. He trained. Cop made the call in this regard. I, that's why I don't know which which way it, would it could go. be good management on his behalf, couldn't it? Actually, yeah. Um, keeps Mignolet I, on his toes, keeps Carriers I, I think uh, so. in games. I was the same as your dad. I, I, I keep him in there. I thought he had a really good game last night. Um, but having said that, I don't think Mignolet's done anything wrong to, to, to be dropped. Um, that's the other thing. But I think, like you said, his, his management of giving him a rest, even even mentally, just three games in a week is a lot, is a lot for anyone. He'll gather himself back he, and then uh, go, yeah, go back. Mid, Klopp actually said a few things in midweek about resting players. and Everyone assumed he was talking about Salah. But he may have been talking about Mignolet. Yeah. You know. no, or Anderson, because Anderson was rested. Yeah. Yeah. It's where I stand on the keepers. I, I think Carrier suits our style of football more. I don't think any of them are good enough to be Liverpool's number one if yeah. we want to achieve what we want to achieve. Yeah, And that might be harsh. Well, I, I, I just don't think we've seen enough of Carriers to know. Maybe, yeah. I'd maybe like to see fair. him have a season and see what he's like by the end of it. Yeah, that's, I, fair, yeah. John, that's fair. Exactly. I think I think we know with Mignolet. Yeah. We know, you know what you're getting. I think okay, you're right. I think he has improved. Um, but if Carrius improves as much as Mignolet's improved, he'll be a much better goalkeeper than him. You know, I, 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 and I, yeah, I, we've seen enough. You're right that it's it's a very t- it's just it's a very tough position to impress him. I think you know if you're not conceding, if you're not being forced into loads of saves, it's hard to showcase what you're yeah. doing. You've got to really look for it, unfortunately. And I think you're right, and I think we saw this in the week that just is how. Carrius did us far less in possession, and I think that makes a mass difference. I think it it, it it transmits a little bit more calm and composure to the to the team in general. I don't think he's like Edison class, mm. you know, in terms of his distribution's not that good. He's not a Pepe Reina level. I don't think he's that level of character either. So in that regard, I I agree with what you're saying. I think I don't think anyone has won that has genuinely won that position long term. I don't think either of those are, right now, based on how they play. Are going to be Liverpool's goalkeeper, possibly even at the start of next season, but definitely within two or three years. I think we would just go out and buy someone else, ready-made. Yeah, exactly. Rather than having to build someone. It must be. Di- it was a difficult one for Carrius, I think, in midweek as well, because you're playing with Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson in the back four that he's not played with in the Champions League games. Those two, you know, Trent featured earlier on in the season. Obviously, he gets a goal, doesn't he, from a free kick and stuff. But those two in the same back four, you, we've seen with Lovren. 
how long it's taken him to to get to understand Mignolet and vice versa. Carrius was playing with a back four and full backs who he wanted to distribute to, who he's not played with a lot. So that, that's the, difficult. A direct physical side looking to hit you from set pieces as well. And I thought he he came out of it really well, dominated his area, dealt with the little dirty tactics where he used to stand on his toes and stuff. So again, I I I feel he's done an, enough given the opportunity, and it's one of those situations where. If this was a, a if if the genuine competition and they are because he's playing the Champions League games, for this isn't like when you drop Danny Ings in for a few games when Roberto Firmino's injured and then Firmino comes is fit. Firmino goes back in. Salah always is going to come back in. Mane's always going to come back in. Although maybe we'll have a little chat about that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, if Carrius is good enough to play the Champions League games, unless he has just decided that he, you know, here's the thing, maybe he does just like Mignolet because he likes Lovren as well and I don't think you know a lot of us don't like either of those players and he likes Henderson and a lot of people don't like them so you know I guess the manager it wouldn't shock me to see either, either maybe he's just to say this because he knows how Mignolet cracks Lovren up <laughs> <laughs> intense mental mental and physical torture to just get the most yeah it's not working. No, it's not. It's not working. Um, let's talk Mane before we move on to people's um, preferred 11s. <coughs> Ross, briefly from you. Um, <laughs> sad, I don't know why I'm on here. Look, Sadio Mane's been in, in poor, he's been in poor, he's been in poor form. I, think. Mm. I don't think he's had a good season particularly. But his goal and assist return is decent for, for the goal <coughs> he's played. Um, I thought he was poor again in the week. He gets pulled, so he's, he's likely, to, likely to start this game. Um, but... It was mentioned to me post-match. Look, Oxley Chamberlain's starting to really perform. Mm. You know when he's given these opportunities. I don't think we're too far from or too many games or, or more poor performances from Manny. From you might start to see Oxley Chamberlain getting the nod ahead of him in games, but probably not this weekend. No, just on the rotation. Personally, I, I keep playing him. I'm just he needs that goal or he needs something to get his confidence back because he just looked 
looked dead in his feet. And he needs a goal and an assist. Yeah, he's just completely gone feet off the boil. But he looked knackered yesterday as well. And he, he looked frustrated. But like, like you said, he needs that goal and that confidence to get back in his room. I think I don't think leaving him out will do him, will do him any favours. But when Chamberlain came on yesterday, he was probably the brightest spark in that, in that second half. So yeah. there's cases for, for both of them. Yeah. Um, but it's a mad one with, with Marnie because he was probably our best player last season. Everyone, everyone loved him. And yeah. He's gone down that pecking order, so you don't know that's frustrating well, him as well. well. People forget that until he got sent off at City, and I know that was quite early in the season, he looked unplayable. Yeah. Mm. He absolutely looked fantastic. So he was playing out on a different position than last season, and he still looked brilliant. But that sending off and then the injuries really do seem to have taken their toll on him because yeah. he just hasn't... He, it's not quite there for him. And there's an argument that you keep him in the side and keep playing him until he gets back his, his form back. Yeah. Or you take him out of the firing line and give him a rest. You know, I wouldn't want to make that decision. But, yeah. you know. I, the, the thing is, for me, he just feels like he's trying to find his form rather than finding his form. You know, we, we see this sometimes, again, in all, in all walks of you know football, don't we, Chris, where when it's not working for you sometimes, you just have to go back to doing the simple things for a bit. And again, that's one where he could just do. I mean, we saw this against West West Ham when he got a couple of he got, he got a couple of assists in that game, didn't he? And we could he could do with having another one of those performances where he just he does he just he, he does all the basics of his job, and you know he might just find that the ball drops to him and he get and yeah, he sticks one of the back I mean, of the net too. He should have had that game. He should have had that game against Manabor. You know, I didn't think he played particularly well in that game, but he comes away with it from two goals. That's almost the, the spark that you need sometimes, and it's it's not seemed to kick his engine into gear. Um, so, I, personally, you know, we'll come on to preferred and lefts and stuff. I would take him out for this game, and I would go, lad, you're in for Arsenal. That's how important mm. you are, and that's mm. the way that I try and jam up. And I'd probably bring Ox in for this game. Because I'd sit him against Arsenal. Yeah. Right, preferred 11s. Boards at the ready, please, gents. I mean, I'll give you five minutes to, to, to get prepared. Ooh, way. We've gone for the red couch. Clean sweep. Wow. Harris. Across the board. There's no discussion in this prior to the videos either. As no, well. no, absolutely. Um, mm. So, all right, everyone's gone for the same back foot. The only difference, I went for Milner. Uh, uh, left back in this I think Milner's almost nailed on to play this game I think he'll more than likely play in midfield but for me I think if we have a similar set of circumstances that we saw in midweek where we need a bit more quality in the final third I'd put Milner in for it because I just think he's a better crosser of the ball his decision making's a little bit better but I think on the balance of it he doesn't like to rotate his left back <laughs> so Robertson probably will probably will play in this um, you've all gone for Paul. you've all gone for four three three as well. Lalana Paul. Lalana. Lalana. Get him back in. Get them biceps to work. Oh yeah. If he's fit, Chris, I would I would absolutely I I agree with what you've gone with there with the I, I think again I think Henderson is more likely to come in, but I I would like to see us and I've been saying this for a while to us unleash two actual attacking mids in front of a, in front yeah. of a holding. That's mid. what Liverpool need to do. Whether it be Phil Coutinho in there with Ox or whether it be Lalana uh, sorry whether it be Lalana and Ox. Just get them in there and let's see. Instead of let's talk about four players, let's talk about five. And let's see if people can stop five great players going forward. That's the Liverpool side that I want to see. And, you know, obviously the defence would probably change based on people's fitness and stuff. But two attacking midfielders, one holding midfielder, and three lads up front who like to score for fun. Yeah. Sound, I'll take a little bit of that. Thank yeah. you very much. I, I and I'll pay, I'll pay good money to see that. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we've got we the, the three of us have gone for Henderson, Dad. You know, what? I, I just think it's um, you know just like Gomez will be right back. It's Hendo's turn. He didn't yeah. play the other night. He'll play. But given um, that this is preferred, would you this you, you would prefer to see Henderson over Emre Chan? Yeah, I would at the moment. I don't. I think Henry Henry Chan against um, West Brom was awful. I thought he was slow, boring. You know, I just don't think his performance had any life in it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Hendo's is good, so get him in. Um, I'm up the fence with Emery Chan. He's too inconsistent for me. Like, he's had some proper world ease in that six in yeah. the last, last week or the week before. I thought he was amazing. Yeah. And the last night, I don't, I don't think, I wouldn't say he was awful, but he, he, was, he was. I think we saw for Emery Chan, the, 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 like the way he made some nice ball recoveries and got back and, and you know, mm -hmm. used his strength and, and, and the things that he did the things that. Henderson's kind of lost a bit from his game in recent weeks. You know, there was that video doing the rounds of like what I feel Henderson looks like, and he was like helping the train stop at the oh, station and stuff brilliant. like that. It, it, the games have kind of passed Henderson by a little bit, but there's definitely for me the, when you need to be on the front foot if you're looking to break a team down. I think I think Emery Chan comes alive in the games where it's a physical battle. And you and you know you, you may be looking to claw a team down to your level or whatever. Whereas I think when you're looking to to to, to open things up, I just think, look, Henderson's not a Steven Gerrard passer of the ball. He's not a Xabi Alonso, but I think he's a much better passer of the ball than than Emre Can, provided he, he he plays the game with bravery. And we talked about what we lacked in the game midweek was someone to just just if look if Firmino's going to play and he's not in my team, by the way, you know whoever's playing up front, smack it into feet. And trust them to do trust them to do the work. You don't need to be marauding forward if we're playing one holding mid. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've got no problem with Jordan Henderson starting. I'm sure people will have, but I think again, I don't. Neither I, I said this on the final word. Neither Emre Chan nor Henderson is the no. perfect solution to our team at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I think that I think you're right there, Paul. I think I, I was talking about it to somebody uh, outside the game. Apologies, I can't I can't remember your name. They're much of a muchness at the moment, and I think, for me, I think Chan's had more good games than Henderson this season, and, and that's why I've gone with Emre. I think when you look at Chan's performance against West Brom, I think, John, you're right, I think he wasn't great, but I think on the balance of it, Hendo's not had those good games, whereas I think Emre mm. has. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, definitely. Henderson will play because he's the captain, yeah. and yeah, he's, right. he didn't play the last game. You know, what, what, it is, uh, you know, toss of a coin who, who's actually better than... than than each other. I'd but, love to uh, see Jeannie back there in that six, you know. I think he might be the long-term answer for us at the moment. Yeah, exactly. We were discussing the other day with Lani going in there, which you know is, 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 not, is not his natural position, but he's put a little fucking beef on. I think he, we're he, like can say, he, can see, turn, he can turn quickly and get we're a like play away see, for counter-attacks. I think if we're playing a 4-4-2, I think we're, we're likely to see him as a, alongside the Henderson or a Chan in mm. that. I don't think we'd see him if we played 4-3-3 three, three and he's the one. You would. I wouldn't like to see Adam. Imagine if we had Adam Lallana, who's in front. It was built, Jeannie built. I, I think, yeah, I, that would be a potential. Lalana does. Lalana for me, anyway, does his best work in the half space. You know, mm. that's that's where he's a step above everybody I mean, else. I'd be interested to see how he does. We'll be a better team if once him. he's back in. Absolutely. In I, I genuinely hope that is. And I, again, I would prefer to see Adam Lalana get a game. Although I. If I think we'll play, I I would I, I, I like this four four two away from home, and I don't know where he plays unless you know we've not seen him play in the middle yet, of a two, 
we might this might be the game and we go, Oh wow, that makes sense. That's why he's been bulking up, that's what he's been getting he's been getting prime for. I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me as well if Milner played in midfield in this game. Yeah, I, I mean if I was I think what I think Klopp will do is I think Robertson will play left back. I think it'll be Henderson and Milner will rotate out for Genie and, and Chan kinda like we saw. And I actually think I've got the wing I think I've got the wingers right. I, I don't think it'll be Ings, I think it'll be Firmino or Solanke uh, ahead of that. But um again <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Take take your pick. I think it's almost guaranteed though that we won't see. There's no. I think zero chance that we'll see Coutinho, Firmino, Salah, and Mane start this game. I think we'll definitely see one or two of them be rotated out with an eye on Arsenal. With an eye on Arsenal, absolutely. Um, Let us know your preferred 11s in the comments below again. Not the 11s that you think Jürgen's going to do, but the the 11 that you would like to see based on the players that are fit and available. Um, Dad, what do you think the score is going to be? 4 1. Correct. (laughs) <laughs> I, normally I guess exactly the same as your dad's every week no John I'm not guessing that uh, from discussion before 1-0 okay. to us obviously 2-1 Liverpool I'll take a 3-1 to Liverpool okay. um, buoyed more by the idea that hopefully Bournemouth will try and play a bit of footy against us and I still think they might cause us problems but it would be nice inevitably 2-0 up they get one back then we bring on whoever we've rested for the last 10 and then they score and then it's 3-1 and we all remember we all forget that it was a bit nervy for a bit that I've kind of enjoyed those away games in recent weeks I get back to get back to a little bit of that Red um, yeah score predictions in the comments below as I said earlier do go and sign up to the redventv.com for exclusive weeks some amazing stuff going on there already some more amazing stuff to come uh, and there's an amazing chance to win fantastic prizes just for signing up it's free completely free for the first month and just £5 a month after that, if you're into all that stuff, if not, by all means, carry on. But as I say, know this, that if all them people get off, this goes away and it'll be on you. <laughs> um, we're going to be back with Bournemouth. We'll be here in the studio, won't we, Chris? Yes, we will. Should be exciting times, hopefully. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for subscribing. See you soon.